Hey guys, Eric here. I just wanted to do a quick thank you so much for listening. It really does mean a lot to us. And just to encourage you, if there's somebody in your life that you think might benefit from this content, we would love if you would share it with them. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the pursuit of wisdom, balance, leadership, and everything in between. My name's Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray. And today we're going to talk about... Today we're going to talk about accountability. Uh, the different types of accountability and uh, how do how do we truly feel about it? And um, I, I brought this up between the two of us, and I was like, I think we need to talk about this. I think this is a topic that I need to work through because here's the tension for me. The tension is, is that I struggle with the idea of like an accountability partner. So I grew up in the church. Uh, I'm a, uh, a Christian, and um, you know, accountability is something that, you know, the church talks about a lot. You know, they talk about it in various forms in, in the way in which, um, you know, you should go about it. And I struggle with the idea of accountability partner. And maybe that's a, a vulnerability thing for me. Uh, we can get into it another time. But I don't mind accountability. So that's my tension. I struggle with the idea of an accountability partner, but I don't mind the idea of being accountable. I mean, I'm accountable at work. I'm accountable to my wife. I'm accountable to, to a ton of things. But so that's, that's, it's kind of a, a weird thing I wrestle with. Well, I wonder if maybe you're, I don't know if confusing is the right word, but confusing accountability with criticism. Cause I know that you like criticism and you welcome and, and you enjoy it because it helps you to get better. But accountability and criticism aren't necessarily the same thing. So I wonder if, is there, are we, no, are we crossing paths there? Well, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I, it's a couple different things, but look, look I, I know you and I know you're, you're wide open to like accountability partners and, 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 you know, things like that. So, you know, what is your take on it to start with? So, you know, I think starting from scratch, like what does it mean? What is accountability? And the, just a basic definition is to give an account to. You're literally giving an account. It could be literally as simple as looking at your bank account. Your bank account is an accountability for you. It, it adds up all your charges for you so you can look at it and see where you're at. And so I think that's a very general and basic look at it. Uh, you know, I think it has multiple connotations. We talk about accountability partner. I think, you know, us both having been raised in the church, we get, you know, accountability partner has connotations of purity and all these different things that were part of youth groups and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of part of the connotation. But I think of I think of organizations like uh, like AA, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, like the twelve step program is a wonderful accountability thing. So it's it's any number of things. But then even in the professional sphere, it has its own own set of things. So I mean, I've got a lot of different angles that I, I want to come at this at. But uh, hopefully that somewhat answers your question of, as yeah. kind of what I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I think there are, there are individual situations of accountability, and then I think there's like some group things of accountability. I, I think accountability is great. I just, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing. I think uh, there's like positive accountability, and then I think there's like some negative accountability. Uh, and and so let me expound on that. So uh, I heard the story of Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is is uh, an outfielder with the Los Angeles Dodgers that just won the World Series. And he had just come to their team this past offseason before they won it. And so he's a fresh new guy into the clubhouse. And so he comes in and 
a way in which he asserts positive accountability amongst the group is, is, is he, he, you know, he stands up and they gave him the right to like say a few words. And so he, the story goes is that he stood up and he's like, guys, we got to hold each other accountable. And this is what we're going to do. Every error that you make in practice, in practice, not the game, every error you make in practice, when you mess up, you're going to put $20 in the pot and, and we're going to count this up. And, and they're obviously competitive guys. They wouldn't make it this far in their professional sports career if they were not competitive. And, and he, you know, he just said, Hey, we're going to keep each other accountable. And every time we mess up in practice, we're going to put $20 in the jar. And that's how we're going to, you know, make, make it a game and and so forth. But the thing is, is that this for you and I, I think putting $20 in the pot every time I messed up, that, that means something. These guys are multimillionaires, but yet the act of, of putting $20 in the pot and, and everybody knowing that, Hey, if I make an, um, if I make an error at practice, you know, it matters. And that's a positive accountability. That's not someone coming in there just, you know, um, you know, you, you know, that before I get into negative accountability, I just, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. It's kind of like the swear jar, that whole idea of the swear, <laughs> of the swear yeah. jar. It's not so much about the money. It's about the embarrassment of having failed and, and having to do the public sort of thing of putting the money in there, whether it's a dollar or $20. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm following you so far. I'm interested to see where you're going to go with this negative accountability. Well, I think negative accountability is, is for me, when I think about it, it's, it's when someone comes to you that doesn't have any influence in your life whatsoever and just wants to point out a flaw in you. And, and I, I, I feel like it, it comes from the person's wrong motives. You know, uh, I think, first of all, nobody likes to be held accountable. I think ne- human nature, nobody wants to be held accountable. If people wanted to be held accountable, I think so many people would be more interested in the Bible and what the Bible has to say. I think so many people would be interested in saying, hey, I need to get into Proverbs every day because I want to be wise. I want to, uh, yeah, but, but nobody wants accountability. And so when I think of negative accountability, I think it's when someone comes into your life that is, is, uh, is pointing something out to you when they have no influence in your life. And I think their motive is just to maybe tear you down, but they do it under the guise of, Oh, I want to keep you accountable. And it's like, really, really you do. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we can get into this in a little while, but like what, what makes a good accountability partner? I've got some notes on that, but yeah, I just, I think somebody needs to earn earn the, you know, earn that influence or earn that spot as accountability. I don't know. There's a lot to say there, but yeah, I, I hear you on that. This idea that somebody's coming in, they're just maybe trying to keep you under their thumb or trying to kind of position themselves over you in a way that's not constructive in any way. But the thing that I know is, is that we need it. We need accountability. I think in, in your organization, whether it's a team, look, I'm coaching my twin eight-year-old daughter's soccer team. And uh, we have big expectations. We're going to take the league by storm. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, but there's going to be fun accountability when I'm coaching them because, you know, and it it creates order. It it helps the team succeed. You know, you're, you're, you know, the whole, the standard is the standard, which out of all like, sports cliches, that's, that's one I can't stand. The standard is the standard. I mean, it, it doesn't really say anything, um, but I know I've what they're trying. I've never tri- heard that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was like University of Michigan or something like that. I saw it in one of their uh, hype videos or something. But the standard is the standard, and, you know, it, that's not very clear. But uh, that's a whole other thing about missional language. But long story short, we need to have it. 
organizations need to have it. I mean, like you said, in the most basic form, um, a bank account is your accountability. Um, so it is needed. Yeah, I think the thing I wrote down was this, that things left unchecked don't tend towards healthy growth. If you just set it and forget it, there's unlikely that it's going to go in a, in, a, in a good path. That's not generally the way the world works. So we need these checks and balances to keep things going forward. So this one of the things I think this this conversation started with was this this quote I heard from Craig Rochelle, uh, where he talks about um, setting goals. And he shared a few statistics. Basically, if you set a goal, it's one thing. But if you set a goal and write that goal down, you're 46% more likely to accomplish that goal. But here's the, the, the next factor. If you share that goal with another person, you're 75% more likely to accomplish that goal. And I think that that's that element of accountability, the fact that you've told somebody, so you kind of need to make sure you deliver on it. It's not just you and it's not just in your mind. You've actually written it down and then you've taken the step to share, to share with another person. And it, 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 you know, 75% more active. I saw another study with, uh, Inc. INC is the, you know, the organization online. And they talked about if you, it's, they do those two things. Plus you actually set specific steps in which you're going to get to that goal and you share those with another person. You're 95% more likely to accomplish the goal than if you did none of that. 95% is a lot. And I think accountability is a huge part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I struggle with the sharing it and telling someone because, you know, when, when you tell someone something that you maybe want to work on or whatnot, you're, you're exposing yourself to them and, and it's difficult to do that. Um, I think, I think that's more of like the, the peer accountability, you, you I guess you share things, uh, with people that have influence in your life. Uh, and that's where, where peer accountability comes in from. And I just, I don't know, I'm nervous about sharing things that are like really close, near and dear to me because I don't want to fail and I don't want to be someone that talks about it, but isn't about it. So I just don't share. Yeah. It's more than yes. Yes. And yes. I mean, it doesn't have to be a vulnerable thing. Like if you're in a car dealership and you're selling cars and you want this month to try and sell 15 and you write that down and you tell your, you know, you tell your boss that, that that's not a vulnerable, that vulnerability thing. That's just like, hold me accountable. This is a goal that I've set for myself. Like hold me accountable to this goal. I'm saying it out loud. I think so. It's yes, there are other ways to do that, but that was kind of the bit that I was going, it was more of a business kind of mindset there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with that from the whole leadership. Leaders need to be accountable uh, to other people in their organization, as well as keeping their team accountable. And I think that when it comes to like an organization leading whoever it is, a group of people, I, I think accountability has to be ingrained within the team, within the organization, because people will get off mission. People will, you know, slack off whatever it might be. And I think the reason people do slack off, people do get off mission, people do have conflicts is because a leader is afraid of the tension of holding someone accountable. Tension to have tension, you know, it's so funny because when, when you are leading someone when you're leading a team and you've got to address the elephant in the room, you've got to hold people accountable. That's difficult. You're going to create tension with another person. And, um, I, I, I would think that more people want to avoid that tension. So guess what happens? More tension gets created amongst the team, amongst the organization, because people aren't being held accountable. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we, I think we could go off on a, we could go a whole another tangent about how you set proper goals and how do you monitor those goals? Cause like one of the things I was reading about goals this year is like, if, if you and your, you know, subordinate or whatever agree on something, you, you know, they set that goal and you agree to hold them to that goal. You're, you're in a sense helping them. And so it's not a personal thing. It's not lording over them. Like you, you've kind of established, like, this is what we've both mutually agreed upon. So there's ways to do, I think it well. Um, but again, anything that is left alone is not going to drift towards growth. And, and the same thing, accountability left alone is not going to drift towards growth. So if you're not intentional about setting up rhythms in which you're going to communicate these things or check-ins and stuff like that, it's not going to magically just get better. Yeah, there's there's two things. I I agree with you on that. And so that makes me think about two things when I think about the idea of accountability. And that is uh, the old phrase. I don't know who's, who originally said it. You might know what gets rewarded gets repeated. What gets and, celebrated gets repeated, right? Well, yeah, that's better. Yeah. What gets celebrated gets repeated. So the idea that whatever you are going to, you know, celebrate, that's that that's the that's how you hold people accountable as well as celebrating the good things. We always tend to think of accountability as like this negative thing, but celebrating people holds everybody else accountable because you know it's it's the the star player getting recognized for their hard work, you know, is going to motivate everybody else to work hard. Um, yeah. And so many times we think of accountability as like, hey, we got to talk. I got something negative to bring at you. I'm currently trying to celebrate my son going uh, pee pee on the potty, but it is not going well. He <laughs> he does not seem to care about the the happy dance that we do. But you're you're totally right. And maybe there is maybe there's two phrases. The one that I've heard is celebrating uh, whatever gets celebrated gets repeated versus whatever gets rewarded. But yeah, absolutely. But the concept is there is that so many times we think of accountability as just negative, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just like no ac- accountability. You know, if you spotlight someone and you cheerlead someone on in front of a group. A, that person's going to continue to work hard. And then B, everybody else is going to understand, okay, that that's what's going to get me rec- recognized. That's what's going to, you know, whatever, attaboy. Okay, I see it. Uh, I'm, that's what I'm going to shoot for. And then the second thing I think about based off of what you said is, what you, uh, this is, came from Dr. Henry Cloud. And he said, what you tolerate is what you get. Mm. You know? So if, 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 if you're afraid to address the tension of holding someone accountable that you're, you know, either appear to or that you're over in some, you know, uh, capacity, you know, that that's what's going to happen. What you tolerate is what you get. Yeah, uh, I think you're still reading um, Extreme Ownership, but he says the exact same thing in that book. And it really resonated with me. It's like the things on your team that may be going really well or the things in your family or whatever, in your own personal life, the way you're even in your diet, whatever you're tolerating um, is kind of your lowest common denominator. And it would all it all is going to devolve to that one thing that you tolerate. So I, th- I think that's such a great line. And it's a good stern warning for us. Yeah, it's the whole idea of keeping yourself accountable and realizing that everything, it starts with you. And if you hold your account, yourself accountable, then the rest of your team will fall in line, will start to fall in line because you're setting that example. So one of the pictures I, I have been thinking about in terms of this idea of accountability, it's, it's, it's maybe this is not the right 
picture of it, but it's what I'm what I'm coming to right now. It's this idea of shining a light on something. You're allowing somebody to shine a light on something, and I, and I think about it this way: in my bathroom, I have a window, and in the morning, the sun is shining through that window. So when I'm shaving or looking at my face, there's one side of my face that I can see better, and so I think I'm getting it all good, and I'm getting it all trimmed up. And later in the day, I'll look, and I'll be in the I'll be in the direct sunlight, maybe outside, and I'll look in the mirror and realize oh my gosh, I missed all this stuff on the other side because the sun was not ripping through on the other side. It was only on one side. And so that light was exposing all these things that I was (laughs) able to then fix. And I think that's what accountability is. It's allowing somebody to shine that light in and help you fix these things. Uh, that's been really, it's kind of been this helpful analogy for me because the other day actually it happened in my kitchen too. The, this light was going perfectly through my living room into my kitchen. I was like, oh my gosh, these counters are horrible. I thought I just washed them, but clearly I did not do a good enough job. I love that. That's a great, and I I think it goes back to, it also goes to shine a light on the things that are good, you know, celebrate the things that are good. That that's the way to keep accountability. And that's the thing. And I guess that's where my tension is, is because I really do want accountability at work and I don't know what it is, but I'd rather know where I stand with you than not. Um, So I like to give accountability back to my team, uh, which is very small, but I say give them accountability, give them feedback as often as possible because that's what I want. It's kind of like that whole love language thing. Um, uh, I, I give what, what I'm wanting and I love feedback and I love for someone to keep me accountable, whether, you know, it's something I'm, I'm not aware of, um, at work and at work, it's great. Uh, and I love that because obviously there's a financial incentive and there's a financial, uh, just, nervousness a tied tied to it. So I don't know where people though are with this whole idea of accountability. Uh, my brother is really good at accountability. You're really good at accountability personally with, with uh, friends and things like that. Um, that's personally with friends I struggle with, but at work, I feel like I'm, I'm really accepting and open to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of an open book for the people that I trust and that are they're close to me. So it's 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 pretty natural for me, because I want to be better. I'm a natural. I, I naturally want to grow and be better, and I, I do that better in conversation with others. Um, my my take on this, and I'm not sure if it's accountability or not, but this idea of you know, I think a lot of organizations have like a yearly review. I don't believe that's accountability. I think yeah. that if, if you're waiting one year to kind of review somebody or, or call out something that may be good or call out something bad, you've waited probably 364 days too long because it <laughs> should be, you should be at this constant loop of feedback, both good and bad. And so that, that's what I try to do with, with my team is like regularly, Hey, I saw this. And what did, what did you, what did that help me understand what you meant by that? And what this signal sent or, Hey man, that, that, whatever it was, was awesome. Well done. So that just that constant feedback. So we, we know exactly where we stand and how we're doing. Well, it also goes back to what you were telling me. I forget what we were talking about sometime, but you were talking about confusion and clarity and it's on the leader. What, what was that whole saying? Well, it's this idea if the leader is confused even a little bit, then people people beneath him will be exponentially more confused because if, if you don't know what you're doing, the people beneath you won't. And so it's on you to clear it up. Was that, is that yeah, what you're Yeah, that's exactly about? what it is because if you're confused, then the people below you are even more confused. So then therefore this whole accountability of what am I supposed to do? What am I not supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? What am I not supposed to say? All that is just getting stirred up even more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk through as we kind of get towards the end here, what, what makes a good accountability partner? Uh, and I think about the people in my life that are my best accountability. And it's those people that, 
sometimes I don't want their input because mm-hmm. I know they're going to tell me exactly what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Um, I've got a buddy. We don't talk as much anymore, but my buddy, his name is David, and he I could always trust him, trust him to shoot me straight. Period. And that's why I often did not want to hear what he had to say because I knew it was, I I wanted to do what I wanted to do or I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear and he was not going to give it to me. And so I think that's one thing that's important is you need somebody that you trust that can be honest with you. You know, in work, it's a little bit different than it is personal, but, but yeah, just somebody that, that is not afraid of you, does not try to please you, is not trying to validate you, but is is going to shoot you straight. I think that's one of the number one things you need. That's good. That's good. And, and I'm guessing, can I just make sure I clarify and mark in there? David built influence in your life. Yeah, I mean, we were we were we were dear friends. Yeah. So when you say it's when I the, the best people to keep it accountable are the ones that I don't want to talk to. It's not like the person that you don't have a relationship with. Oh, the no, no, whole no. negative side of things. No. Someone's just kind of you know putting their thumb on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, yeah. I mean, he was a very, very dear friend of mine is a dear friend of mine, but it's like, well, should I buy this car or should I not buy this car? I really want this car. It's probably not a good decision. I don't want to hear what David has to say because he's going to tell me (laughs) not to buy that car, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh my, my, yeah. Case in point, my brother's the exact same. He's like, should I buy this house? Should I buy this house? And he's like, no, let me tell you how it's going to catch on fire and let me show you how it's going to flood and all, you know? Yeah. And it's wisdom. It's wisdom. It's it's hard. Yeah. yeah, It's hard to listen to wisdom. And that's the thing. I, I'm I'm right now. Um, so I read the Bible every day. I don't know if, if any, you know, you brag might, much. <laughs> yeah. A little mic drop there. <laughs> no. Okay. That sounds real bad. We should probably edit that out. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set it up. Proverbs is really been challenging me and just saying, Hey, seek, you know, many plans fail for lack of counsel. That's one of the, that's a, that's a verse. Many plans fail for lack of counsel and that's accountability. And I, I know if I'm making the wrong decision, if I'm avoiding asking others what they think and especially trusted sources, you know? Um, so that's my big takeaway is that, okay, if you're trying to keep accountability for yourself and you're trying to make a decision, are you going towards seeking advice or are you going away from it? And if you're going away from it, that means you're not wanting to be accountable. And that means that you're not wanting to really find out what the wise thing is to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the examples I think about this is like, I don't, when I go to the gym, I don't need help with my exercises. I know exactly what is going to make me, what I enjoy, what's going to be good for me. I would literally pay somebody to be my trainer, not to show me what to do, but just to make, just so I have that accountability to make me go there. Like we need this in our life because there's so much in our, we, again, we don't drift towards discipline. So we need the, in various places in our life, we need those voices, those human beings there that are expecting us to show up, you know, expecting us to do X, Y, Z. And so I just think, I just think it's incredibly important in, in, in all, in all areas of your life. Yeah. So one of the things that you said uh, at the beginning, just to, to, to kind of like, look, there are certain people out there that want want to do the steps and they love steps. So your steps were speak it out loud, write it down. Well, go uh, back through that. Well, that, the, think, the one that, that had 95% effective, you know, according to INC was- This is going to um, be our big takeaway. Yeah. So if you got a goal, first you want to write it down. Then you want to come up with the steps in which you want to achieve that goal. And then you need to share all of that with another person. If you will do those things and, and keep a loop of feedback and, and relationship going with that person, you have a 95% chance of meeting that goal. Assuming that you've set a realistic goal. You know, you can't say I'm going to make a jillion dollars by Wednesday. Well, that's not a thing. But like, you know, an actual goal with measurable steps shared, you have a very good chance of getting it. 
So I know we're getting ready to wrap up, um, but I, I, it made me, what you just said made me think about you have, you've started a new thing this year, part of, part of one of your, your goals for 2021. Uh, you have like 30 day, 60 day, 90 day goals or something like that. I don't know if they work within your team or whatnot. Is there account, what is that goal system? And then is there accountability set up in that? I'm just curious. That's actually a great question, Seth. Um, currently, there's not a ton of accountability outside of me and my planner. So, my, my I use the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt, and I have set a, I've set a, I've set three different 90 day goals that I want to hit. And so, every week, I have the three things I need to accomplish that week in order to get towards those those 90 day goals. And every day, I have three big things I need to accomplish to get towards the week. And so. It's more of right now I have, I guess, that 46% chance of, of, of hitting it because all I'm doing is writing these, these, these things down. Um, but, I, but this has been new for me, so I, wanna, I want to start being accountable with this stuff. And maybe with my, with my, with my boss, hey, hey, here, I, I know you're maybe not doing, having the same system, but I want to show you what I'm working towards. Maybe sign off on this, see how you feel about it, and then check in on me. Like weekly when we check in, like these are the things I'm working on. Make sure that I'm getting there. So, but yeah, right, right now that's, that's what I'm doing and it's going pretty well so far. That's cool. I, I know I saw it when I walked in your office and it looked and it looked cool. And uh, so you're writing it down and it's up when you walk in. So, um, you know, accountability, everybody goes about it in different ways. Uh, some people seek out accountability for a group. Uh, some people need it because, you know, they've personally gone through rock bottom or organizations are implementing it. And, you know, it's just part of your job. It's part of, you know, getting that paycheck. So you've, you've got to embrace accountability. Um, so I think, I think the thing that my big takeaway is, is that we all go about it differently, but ultimately you just got to, you know, you got to want, to grow and you've got to want, you know, someone to, you know, maybe speak into your life positive or, you know, pointing out some blind spots. And I would say, I would, you know, as we close the number one obstacle to accountability is going to be your own ego and pride. Mm, Your inability to hear somebody tell you that maybe you're wrong or you're going the wrong direction. Uh, if you, if you do not have some humility in you, you're not going to be able to do this. And if you don't have humility, you can't grow. And so, that I think humility is the basis is the building block for almost everything. It's the building block for wisdom for sure. Um, but just re- as a reminder, this, this all has to be built on a, a, a discipline of humility. I love it. And with that, we'll end it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope this made sense. Into the-